Thank you for joining us. Today it's my pleasure to be joined by Adrian Burton, the director of SE Workwear, based here in the UK. As our industry becomes ever more digital, we're going to discuss design software and how Adrian and his team are successfully utilising Corel Draw to streamline and digitise their workflow. Adrian, thank you for joining us today. Hi Deborah, how are you doing? Thanks very much for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. Yeah, we're all good here. Adrian, Adrian, can we start by you giving us an introduction to SE Workwear, please? Sure, yeah. So um, Southeast Workwear was um, uh, is a third generation family run business. Um, it's based in Oxfordshire in Abingdon. Um, it's, it was started by my father. Um, well, depending on when you speak to him and what day it is, it gets... Uh, uh, longer and longer away every time but uh, it was around 1994 he opened the first shop um, and he was basically a sales operation uh, selling workwear and he saw a need for um, embroidery and printing and so he attached that to his business so for for around 30 years now 25 to 30 years we've been <coughs> actually producing uniforms for most of the companies around Oxford and it's sort of spread out now nationally as well. That's great. When did you first start working with uh, Corel Draw Graphics Suite? Um, so that was probably back around early 2000s. Um, I can't remember the exact date, but um, I was working for a company as a, an electrical engineer. And I sort of always had this um, want to go and work for myself, basically. And I was quite arty. Um, and it was always, it was around the time that the computers really just started to come into their own. Um, and we were sort of playing around with um, PaintShop Pro and things like that at work. We had some mm -hmm. nice computers there. And um, I, I noticed that my father, Keith, he was um, sending out um, lots of work to be embroidered and printed. And um, I was off work for a little bit of time. And I just thought, actually, you know, I could probably do, you know, have, have a go at doing that myself. So it was around that sort of time that I brought some equipment and set up in my garage uh, and I brought the equipment from a company called Express, um, which has been going a long time. Mm -hmm. One of the, like the, the main companies in the UK that sort of uh, sell um, materials and stuff. You probably know them and machinery for doing t-shirt yeah. printing. Um, and I brought myself a little starter pack. I had a cutter. I had um, a heat press, I had a, a laser printer. That was about it. And also I needed to buy a piece of software, which at the time was horrendously expensive, which I thought, which was about mm -hmm. £300, which is, you know, going back a long time ago. And I got a little bit of training from uh, one of the guys there, the sales guys, he gave me a, a little overview of how it worked. And that's when I first started using Coral Draw. I think it was about version four, I reckon, that I was probably started on. That's amazing, isn't it? And how, how whilst you've been using CorelDRAW then, how has the workflow changed over the years within your business? So it's, it's changed considerably. I think really it's, it's down to the scale, I think, is, is the, the main way where you, where you need to change. I mean, originally 
we would we would be doing some artwork. We'd be doing a few proofs. We would be printing out documents um, with a, you know some layouts of uh, you know. Then I was doing vehicle graphics as well, so I was doing t-shirt printing mm-hmm. and sign writing. And so you would you would you would draw your your, your designs up um, on some templates. You would print them out. You'd go out and see the customer and show them what you've done. Um, now it's, it's so much so more, much more dig- digital. So. All the proofs are generated online. We, we create um, quite comprehensive folders full of information, which would, you know, might be uh, people were a lot more specific about positioning of logos and they don't just want to print on the left hand breast. It's got to be on the shoulder or the yoke or the nape or the, the yeah. sleeve, like a watch face. And, and so you have to collate a lot more information and be a lot more precise now and um, making sure that you've got. Um, a good sort of system in place, a good workflow from from setting up the original artwork to, to recording all the information with photographs as well. Um, and then, you know, the, the different fabrics and stuff that you might need to print on. And obviously that carries with it printing on different substrates to make sure you get the same sort of results across a broad spectrum of clothing from polyester garments to, to cotton, you know, so it's there's a whole, yeah. you know, the whole workflow has completely changed now. Um, and it's making sure you've got that procedure in place really to follow. And I guess you're seeing big difference in the, the number of number of orders too. Yeah, definitely. Um, so obviously with a, with a online now, it's, it's become a, a lot more. Um, yeah, people, you know, people want to buy off a website. Um, but that's that's changed the whole way that we do business as well because historically we've always been a retail based um, shop so we've we've got clothing there we've got sales guys who would come in people would would maybe come in with a business card where they'd gone onto a, a website and they've created a little logo themselves but it's not in the correct format and so they would have to come in and we'd have to redraw that for them now you know you've got so many more plugins and features for websites where you can upload a logo or you can create a logo that's that comes out the back of the software in a an eps format you know ready to you know mm-hmm. go straight into a printer um or even you know some of the software now is incredible that it sort of hooks up with wilcom and it will generate you you know your, your embroidery files your dst files straight out the back which you know so it's one it's reducing the the touch that you have on on the actual um whole process you know you're almost putting it back in the hands of the the customer if you're you know if if you have a customer that comes to you and wants various names to go on different tops you're almost getting them to go back on your website you know you they do all of the work and that eliminates again Mm. another potential issue you know so the whole it's changed so much really from when we first had just a little shop to, to now we've got shop and a website that sort of helps really reduce those errors and also gives the customer a better experience I think really. Yeah it's very much about that isn't it really. Talking about customer experience then if we go back to the beginning um, how are you actually utilizing CorelDRAW in design origination because I guess you know your clients will be great really well skilled and can send you a great file or you might have absolutely nothing to start with. How do you use Corel there? Yeah, so Corel, um, <clears throat> what, what, that basically is the, the, the backbone for our business. So um, from generating artwork to generating proofs, um, we, we use it to design clothing as well, actually. So the, the, that piece of software really is um, 
fundamental to the, even the sales team. So we we utilize the um, the software to one recreate the, um, the origination files for um, printing. Uh, so if, if a customer came in, like I said before, with a business card, he may well have designed that mm-hmm. on a uh, on just a, a a website where you had um, you could design headed paper or business cards and stuff. But that that's not going to give you the correct format to to be to be used for printing or embroidery so we have a, a team of people there and they will recreate the artwork for you um, and then they will put that onto sort of t-shirts so it could be mock-up uh, like a mock-up of um you know jackets or hives and that sort of thing um, and then we can also give them back the files as well so with, with corel the new version at the moment 2021 it's got a multi export feature which is good for us so if we were printing to a director garments and we needed transparency files or and jpegs exporting in one go you can basically recreate the artwork and you can multi export them all into one folder um, and then send them straight back to the customer for approval um, but we get people come in with um, they might have concept ideas they may grab some images off the internet they might not have a logo mm-hmm. at all it might be a a one-man band or a, a guy that's got five or six um, people working for him it might be a plumber or an electrician and, and he'll come in and say oh, I've um, I've got a couple of ideas and you might show you something on Google um, and we can give that to one of the, the, the design team and they'll come up with a few different ideas for them quite quickly with Coral Draw it so you can piece something together very fast you can manipulate it um, and you can send it back as well to the customer and they can even interact uh, and make comments with the new versions now as well so you can send them to an app which is um, which is absolutely brilliant from from our point of view. It's great, isn't it, that you have that transparency, that you can um, literally just flip files backwards and forwards and get them approved. Ah, oh, it's just, change, it absolutely changes everything. You know, when I think back to when I first started, you know, and I, we would, I'd be out on the road speaking to customers, you know, you'd have to go backwards and forwards, especially if you've got a particularly awkward customer. That, um, But I, I, what we try not to do is um, we try not to be, we, we try not to be a design company. So... Okay. Although we, we don't mind helping people with some um, basic ideas for um, if they want to change something with their logo, maybe, you know, if it's a building company, want to put a little roof and some text and that that's fine. But I think um, you, you have to sort of draw a line to what you actually do in a business. And I think there's people that are very good at being designers. And I train my guys to really reproduce people's logos to put them onto you know, clothing. That, that's really what, what we do. Um, and we need to really represent their business in the best way. So we try and pick the best products, the best garments, um, and then, you know, make sure that the embroidery is fantastic or the print looks really, really good to best represent their company, really. And I, and I think that if, if, if uh, you've got people out there that actually are designers, it's to maybe think about the, the people like us that actually have to reproduce the logos because what we do see is we, we, we see a lot of people that are obviously quite considerate for how a logo might need to be put onto a garment. Um, but we do see a lot of logos come through that are absolutely beautiful, a bit like your your lovely design behind you there. But, you know, to try and put that actually <laughs> into a logo yeah. on the left-hand breast of somebody's jacket, you know, embroidered or printed, could be quite difficult because, you know, you've got huge blends of colours and lots of very fine detail. So, it's um, yeah, that, that can be quite tricky, really, to to do to reproduce (laughs) okay 
Adrian, what would you say was the most important factor for an efficient pre-press design workflow? I think it's communication is probably one of the most important things with the with the customer. So right from the outset, I think it's important that we we, we have like a, a a design sheet. So when a customer comes in and talks to mm -hmm. us, or one of the sales guys will go out on the road, they'll they'll look at um, all of the the requirements, and in there it could be just basic like you know you need different different fonts, different colors. There might be Pantone colors in there that they want to use. Normally, I think with a um, with a with a more of a corporate company, you will normally get a design, um, a, a brand sort of a design a brochure or document, which would in there will have, mm -hmm. you know, it has to be these fonts, it has to be these Pantone colors. Um, so I think listening to the, the initial um, requirements for the customer, and then making sure you follow that all the way through. So making sure that you you retain their colors that they're they're looking for, making sure you. You don't pick a font that's very similar. You know, you, you obviously it has to be exactly what they ask for. Um, producing a, a a good representation, a, a mock-up. So using, you know, if it's if it's a black T-shirt, they're they're looking for making sure you've got the black T-shirt um, with the logo in the right position to the right scale. Um, quite often in there, we'll also have a the logo to one side and put the measurements on there as well. Um, with with embroidery and printing, a lot of it is done by eye. So there does have to be. I know some people would be very very picky about making sure that the logo is in exactly the same place every time. But you know, with uh, when you're running a huge batch of tops, then there can be some mm -hmm. sort of um, you know slight variation in, in the logo position, especially with the garment size as well. So I think it's managing your customers' expectations, listening to their initial requirements, and then basically making sure that you've You've got to retain all that information, and so you can reproduce that again when the customer comes back the next time. And you don't run, you know, a, a corporate company's logo in, in a slightly different shade, you know. So when they're all stood together, it looks different. So yeah, it's just making sure you've got continuity is is very important. Certainly is, isn't it? It's the difference between um, an accepted order and waste, isn't it? Really making sure that everybody totally understands. The, the, the contracts that everyone's going into from the very beginning. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, and, and wastage is a, is a huge issue, I think, in our industry. I've, I've known, mm -hmm. um, I mean, we've, we've been through plenty of pain points um, it, as our business has grown over the years. You know, it's absolutely um, essential that people do document if there's any change to any logo that people get rid of the old logos. And then, and, and what we've almost gone back to, um, which it is actually quite annoying, but it is. I think it's vital. Is if a com you know, if a, com a customer comes back to you and it's been three or four months since they last ordered again, reproof it, resend it to the customer, drop them an email. You know, some people go, yeah, it's what you always, it's what you always, you know, do for me. And I'm like, you know, you have changes in staff. I'm sure that that yeah. customer would much rather. I know they might get a little bit annoyed sometimes if you reproof it much rather get an email and go, is this right? Oh yeah, that's fine. Then actually to receive the goods and it'd be wrong, you know? And I think, and you know, it's, it's, I've seen it happen so many times, it, you know, even um, in our business where we've had a new production team, you know, change over a year. Um, you have people there that know a job, they don't document it properly. You know, one of the sales guys might've said, oh, can we have this logo slightly bigger? Or it could be any, just the minutest of change. 
and it doesn't get documented and then the customer comes back three months later and they get a slightly different logo and then it, you know it's this relationship you've taken you a long time to build that relationship with the customer mm-hmm. um and i think you know coral draw is very good for that because it, inside that document um you you've got your you can have your multiple tabs with inside it so you can have the um, you know your, your mock-ups then on the next page you can actually put information about the job you're going to run you can say this job needs to be run on a Mimaki printer and uh, right. you know we use spot colors in there it could you know it could be all, all sorts of different you know things so you know that's that's great you can actually put a lot of information inside Corel itself that's great. One of the functionalities in Corel is um, the bespoke workplace. Do you use that then in your business for repetitive tasks to make sure that everything's just, as you say, all the, um, the boxes are there, they get ticked? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, um, I think I, I still keep a, a, work, um, a, a workspace very similar to my original workspace, which you know, now there's a lots, lots more tools that have been added as we go, uh, and you can, you know, can change color palettes. And so I have a particular set of color palettes, things in there, like I was just saying, actually, like spot colors. Um, so because we're integrating um, machinery like um, Mimaki with rips, um, in there I'll need to put cut paths for the machine. Um, I might have a, a Pantone palette open and, and basic CMYK palette. I'll have those. I have certain drawing tools. Um, I like. I particularly like just draw, drawing with a bezier tool. Um, mm-hmm. I think you, you, you find your own way of doing something. There's lots of different ways you can do the same jobs in all of these software. Mm-hmm. But um, I think um, with Corel, I, I keep it quite clean. Um, and, um, yeah, I think you get used to just a, a process. There's actually a lot more new features in the new versions now that – um, I'm starting to um, learn more and more as we're going along, you know, so you, you do get mm. stuck in using a, a certain workspace and certain set of tools. And then, you know, it's uh, even for myself, you know, I, I, I watch the new videos coming out as the new release is coming out. I'm thinking, wow, that's brilliant. Yeah. You know, that's really good. Yeah, <laughs> just recently, just I've just, you know, I've been using the new Coral Draw 2021. Yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, they, they, they keep coming on, keep coming on. So, yeah, no, it's... Um, yeah, and, and yeah, I will be adding some new tools. But I, I use, um, actually, I'll tell you what I do use is um, macros, um, which is right. inside Corel as well. So I, I, I put like um, special like uh, speed buttons in there so I can sync. So we will use um, machinery like rolling um, plotter cutters. Um, mm-hmm. And that basically means I can just work completely with inside Corel Draw. Um, set my um, so if I was if I was say cutting vinyl for t-shirts, um, I can se- separate them out into different colours and then I can just hit a button, a macro, and it will just fire that all straight into a cut studio and it's ready to cut straight away. Um, so yeah, just uh, like you can pre-programming little little macros like that are really good as well. So just speed up your workflow. Yeah, like you say, putting all of that effort in right at the very beginning pays off in the end, doesn't it? Because you end up with a you know a happy customer and a, a streamlined mm. workflow that's really efficient with you know no waste. Hopefully, um, next question, Adrian. Um, I think we've partly addressed partly addressed this question, um, but I just there's a just a fine point in there. How important is design visibility between the customer and production, and how do you address it? Are you actually 
sharing your files, your Corel files with your clients through the Corel software suite? Um, actually, at the moment, we, we, we don't use that uh, an awful lot. But we have started to mm -hmm. um, test that out with a few customers where they can make a few notes, but we've been using that a little bit more internally. Um, what uh, I don't yeah. want to do at the moment is, is um, bog the customer down too much with, with too much te te technology. I think um, in, in our industry, it's probably, um, for, for what I do, it's probably a little bit too much. But what I would say is as a design tool for, um, for, for Corral Draw, like graphic designers, um, yeah. to the customer, it's, it's a lot more important because where it comes in at, at my actual point is the it's more we're reproducing uh, a logo that's already been created by the customer. So it, they would bring us a JPEG and we'd recreate it as a vector ready to go into another bit of software. So, um, but we would use it internally more where we would share that, um, say we've got the sales guys and they've come to us with a, an idea for uh, maybe uh, like, um, I'm trying to think of something, it might, might be a, like a, a set of um, clothing for a, a rowing team. So they'd come to us and say, right, mm -hmm. okay, we've got these guys in Oxford, they're rowers, they're looking for a, sort of um, some race shirts. So we're actually at that point creating a design of a clothing. So we would send that to the, the sales guys, they would make notes, and then we would, the, the artwork guys would make the change. For us to send it to the, um, our customers, it's probably, our, our customers are probably more like builders and they might not, uh, <laughs> not really understand yeah. that. But I think from a graphics mm -hmm. design company, it's absolutely essential for you, for you guys because you can spend I, I know what it's like you could someone could come to you you want a, a logo designing for their business and you could set, be going backwards and forwards backwards and forwards on the phone or email so if you can actually see that in real time which you can do with Corel Jaw fantastic for that sort of business um, because you know you could say oh, I want that um, that item just moved slightly there or made bigger or in this can I see it yeah. in that color and you can almost change that in real time you know, the designer can be on the other side, change it. And that for that, you can go from concept to, to like getting a design done it in absolutely no time at all, I think. Really would speed the process up. But my, my guys are a little bit uh, probably, I wouldn't like to sort of say, uh, they're, they're not that technical, I think, the people that we, we deal with. You'd overwhelm them, perhaps, <laughs> as you say, yeah. We, we touched on this a little bit earlier then. Um, how are you controlling colour? Are your clients pretty much using spot colour for your colour management process? Yeah, so definitely with the, the corporate companies that we deal with, um, when the design documents comes through there, that's, it would have Pantone references, which is, which is ideal for us because we can um, quite easily, all the palettes are loaded into Corel, so we, we can put the colours in visually we can send that back to it looks right for the customer um and and then again when that goes on to the actual print process those those colors and spot colors are going to be exported going to be retained within the file that will go through to the rip process and you know so we we keep their colors all the way through um what we do with with all these companies as well like the the, the, the larger corporates is we will run a sample we don't like to to run something and waste it. We don't necessarily have to print it onto a t-shirt, but we can print um, a proof, uh, sorry, a print a print sample and the sales guy can mm -hmm. can show that to the customer just so that they're happy with the colors that's coming out, so. 
Adrian, in your opinion, what's the most commonly used file format and why do you prefer it in your business? That's interesting, actually. Yeah, so for us, the two main file formats that we regenerate from CorelDRAW, um, well, I would say it's actually three. Um, as a bitmap, it would be um, a PNG file with a transparent background, mm -hmm. um, yep. a, an EPS file, and an AI file. Um, the Adobe Illustrator file. So the, the reasons that, that are most common for us is um, the transparent background would go into either a laser printer, printing machine with a white toner, um, mm -hmm. and we'd use like a, a trim-free um, application sheet to, to produce a logo onto a garment. Um, it would also, we use it for direct-to-garment printing, DTG, um, which is so that it just accepts a, a PNG file with a transparent background. Um, the EPS file is probably one of the most common files that goes into the, Mima the Mimaki printer, um, yeah. and that would obviously that retains lots of information within that file as well, and colors and so forth. And the AI file is what we use to import um, into the like Pulse or Wilcom software. So if we're drawing okay. with inside um, Corel Draw, we'll generate generate a, a pack of files within that. And one of them, we, what we'll do is we'll export all of these. So we'll have a, a PDF file in there, which would be a visual mock-up. Um, and then depending on the garments we're using, we'll, we'll export the different files at that point as well. So we'll put a, 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 a transparent PNG in there, an EPS file if we're going to be using a Mamaki printer, to, to produce any of the logos. And then we'll generate um, a pure curve outline AI file. Um, and that will then be imported into um, probably uh, Tajima software is one of the most common yep. ones we use there. We've got Wilcom and Tajima, but the guys prefer to use Tajima. And, and in there, we'll then slice that up and fill it with different stitches, um, depending on how we need to re recreate the actual logo to look the same and, and it, actually talking about that as well we'll um if we need to match threads in there as well to print then we use a madeira thread because those are pantone matched as well so if we're, we're having to print print right. um in yeah with a pantone then we, we can we can marry the two up so they look the same as well so yeah adobe illustrator eps and png uh, what, what i might mention there actually as well is um something that is absolutely phenomenal with inside Corel Draw is the import feature and the file formats because it literally seems to accept a any file you want to put into it as well. So, you know, if a customer does turn up to you with um, it could be a, a, a PDF file which has got some vectors in there, you, you can plug this into, you know, you can copy and paste it straight into Corel Draw. You can put bitmaps, vectors, anything into it. It seems to accept it. I mean, it's got to be one of the most versatile products I've actually used for that. So you don't seem to ever find anything. It won't, won't let you import, you know. So if you bring in a, a, um, a bitmap in, you can quite easily convert that into a, into a vector with inside the software. It's very good. Um, Adrian, just to, just to kind of recap then, what kind of um, information are you actually embedding in your production files? So within that, we would put um, mm -hmm. the fonts. Um, it's huge, you know, obviously that's quite important. Um, some, something, if we're going to actually transport that across to 
um, some other machinery or send it out without outside of our um, business, then we'll convert that to curves so that the the customer's not going to have any trouble if they, you know, bring that into another piece of software. Um, you will have um, colors in there as well. Obviously, if you if you're exporting like um, an EPS file, you can um, have the color profiles with inside that. Um, so they'll they'll marry up when you when you bring them into your RIP software. Um, it, yeah, I mean, it, it, like I said before, it, with inside the actual Corel file, you know, we put lots and lots of information in there as well. So people can access that if they open it into another piece of software. That's great, isn't it? You must see a massive difference there from when you started using Corel. How long have you been using Corel, Adrian? It's a long time, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's a long time. So it's yeah, I was just thinking back when I when we were when the kids were small. So it must have been around early early two thousand. And um, yeah, I mean it was actually even even then. I I think I had, I saw um, a, a box um, yeah. at work, and I think it was one of the very first versions. And I thought I had a look at it, but you know, so what I like about it is you know that the original features and the, the way I was trained, you know, that they're still all within that software. They still haven't changed. So. Um, but they've just obviously had lots, lots of other things. So I'm, you know, some, some of the new guys that come in and <clears throat> use our software, they find other ways of doing stuff. I'm still probably still in the dark ages how I, I, I draw things. But you know, I, um, yeah, the, the tools are really, really good. What I m- remember one of the, the ways that we actually learned to 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 draw within Corel Draw was actually to draw the whole alphabet, you know, and. <laughs> Things like that. So, and we're just using right. a Bezier tool, and yeah, it's um, yeah, so. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, make make any of my guys do that now. So, but but what I do, what we do do is, um, I, I don't expect all of the guys to be professional designers when they come in. But what we can do with Corel is get people up and running, um, finding artwork, you know, reading about the, you know, what we actually need to do for the customer, what materials we need to do. Um, show them how to use a couple of pieces of equipment and they can be really up and running within, you know, half a day. There's, there's, a, there's a guy that I've got there that I said I'd, I'd spend half a day with him once I'd done an initial sort of hour or so. And and now he's, you know, doing artwork and, and doing mock-ups for customers. He's only been with us at like a month, but, you know, he's really taken to it quite quickly. So that's what that's what I like about the software itself. It does, it is quite intuitive. It's, it, it you can build your own nice little workflow for, for, for drawing things and, and, you know, exporting them quite quickly, um, integrates quite nicely with, um, with so many other pieces of software as well. It's very, very, very easy to use. That's great. Thank you so much for your answers, Adrian. Last question then, and it, I think you've probably already answered it in many, many ways. Um, <laughs> it would seem that Corel then, if you've been using it for 20 years <laughs> and you're still excited about these products, has it it must have helped your business grow then over the years. I tell you, yeah, it's um, yeah, I, I I do think you know really it's it's been an amazing piece of software, and like I said, it's been like the backbone um, to our business. I mean, I do everything within Corel, so I, I would um, you know if I if, if I'm doing a, a little flyer or if I'm doing some graphics for a website, um, you know, you can literally use it for anything. So. I mean, over the years, that's that's all I do is, is is use that piece of software. I probably know that better than I know how to use things like Excel, really. So that's probably why I'm not very good with the accounts. So, but um, you, you know, you can, 
Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very creative piece of software. Um, yeah, this, it's just always something that you know you you can use it for. I mean, I'm we do, at the moment where we've got a new brand of workwear that we've created. Um, so I design, I've actually designed the clothing. I think I and I said to you, Deborah, about um, you know we've created this Oxford workwear. We we drew all the all of the um, the actual um, the clothing in that, put all the measurements in there, made all the patterns. We um, um, and also then I've created the window graphics for the shop in that. We've created the vehicles. Done, you know, taking a picture of one of the vans and then overlaid all the graphics. It's so it's got so many uses, and and you know, when I think of all the different stages we've had through our business, from starting off having a sign writing studio, we had twenty five guys. They had um, a laptop in the back of the van. They had a cutter. They had Corel drawer in there. They were they were making signs um, all across the UK for a, a, a big DIY company. Um, so we had that over over a period of time. We we've had sign writing studios it, it you know based people designers designing vans and vehicles and shop fronts through to creating clothing that we we do now that's what we what we do so that that piece of software really has been with me really right from the start and you know that's uh, i couldn't think about actually changing to mm. anything else now i wouldn't know how to do it so you trust it don't you <laughs> yeah. is, is your new clothing run now live yeah it went uh, live on friday um so just friday just just gone um, so we've got um, yeah five five new pairs of trousers. Um, we've created our own fabric, um, and yeah, it's good. Oxford Workwear. It's um, I get a little plug in there, but no, no, it's, it's a really really nice brand of clothing, and we've got it in our shop in Oxford. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll have to send you a pair. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's it's just good. I mean, it just does show that. It, that the flexibility you can you can do with these things is yeah, software. It's, it's incredibly versatile for you, isn't it? It really yeah. is. Adrian, thank you so much for sharing the SE workwear story. It's been really, really interesting to chat yeah. with you. And it's just, you know, from my part as well, it's just so incredible to see how far we've all come with software and technology and how fluid we are we are you are with it particularly and how it's helped your business grow and i think mm. you know it's incredibly important right now as we see the whole industry start to accelerate towards a digital future which is kind of uh, where we started in our intro adrian thank you so so much for joining us today and I look forward to watching oxford workwear grow along with se workwear and um, yeah Thanks keep so enjoying much. corel you take care all right thank you thank you very much bye bye